Coming to you from the Black Swan Media Studios, this is Fireside Chats, talking to the real difference makers in the world. Now, here is your host, John Crump. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Sorry we're a little bit late. Uh, had a little bit of an issue, tech, technical issues going on, but we got them all worked out and we are here. Uh, just want to tell you, you go visit BlackSwanTactical.com and use code CRUMPY for 10% off. Also, uh, we're going to be giving this away soon. All you have to do to enter is to subscribe to the channel and comment on any video, and then you'll be entered. Okay, with that out of the way... Um, Let's go ahead and bring on the guest. And I see that, you know, people think that I fell asleep out there. No, it was just a, a little ish technical issue. But let's bring him on. He is the tank himself from Uncle Sam's Misguided Children. Look, there you go. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, brother? How you doing? Not much, man. So Uncle Sam's Misguided Children, you are a Marine. But before we get into that, I want to discuss something uh, with you. You are also a survivor or something, survivor of communism, right? Yeah, I survived 13 years of communism. Yeah, where at? Cuba. Cuba. So, all right, that brings me to my next question. I'm seeing a lot of these Antifa people running around, um, and a lot of them are wearing Che Guevara shirts. And I don't think they actually know what the dude stood for. Yeah, they, they don't, you know. And, you know, when, when JC was wearing Che Guevara and Nesto Guevara and, uh, uh, you know, just, just socialist, socialist people, individuals, it just looks good on a T-shirt, though, you know. That's capitalist for you. You know, um, Ernesto Guevara was a murderer. Um, he, you know, when, when Castro took over Cuba, he put him in charge of La Cabana, uh, which was a prison in uh, Pinar del Rio. And um, and they called him the butcher of La Cabana. He killed 15,000 Cubans. Yeah, and he was very, very anti-gay, too. He would kill people just for being gay. Yeah, he killed uh, homosexual teenagers who were homosexuals. Um, he took pleasure in killing people. Uh, some of the people that survived uh, his reign of terror while he was, uh, you know, killing people. Um, he uh, they they actually one of the stories, one of the Cuban gentlemen that I spoke to who, who lives now in Naples. He's a little, little old now, but um, he, he stated he told me his story that uh, Ernesto Guevara will take him out every single day. and. Uh, and tell and put him in line him up in front of other people that they were going to kill that day and you know create that experience that they, that it was going to be his last day and ended up killing other people but did not kill him and then bring him back into the cell imagine going through that every day for months even years under uh under Ernesto Guevara i mean it's just that that will destroy you know your men mental capacity and your physical being why do you think he is uh, romanticized as much as he is uh, because of lies. You know, when you when you you create um, this this poetic, uh, you know, uh, legend, you know, legendary fable of an individual, um, and you you push that propaganda 
um, you know, you'll you'll create that 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 romanticism. You know, you, you listen. You got people, as you know, um, you know, some of our our criminals in in you know in prisons or some of the individuals like Ted Bundy, for example, um, that have been in prison. Um, they have had people all around the world send them love letters and people that want to marry them, you know, women that want to marry them and throw the, throw themselves at their feet. You know, you will think like, why would you, why would you want to marry a cannibal? What would you marry, you know, mass murder, you know, but you know, there's, there's, there's people that are attracted to that for some sense, you know? Yeah. It is really, really insane to me of how, how these people romanticize not only Che, but all of uh, communism. You know, and I don't. I just don't think they understand what it is. Uh, I've been to Eastern Europe. I've seen the ravages of yeah. communism. Uh, you lived in Cuba. You saw the ravages of communism, and uh, yeah, it's just crazy. Um, one of my one of my favorite shirts. You have a few shirts, uh, Che Guevara shirts, on your website. Um, I just want to bring up one of them here. Um, this is. So you 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 see everyone's wearing the Che Guevara shirts. Oh, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just do it the right way. Oh my goodness. I like I like the other one perfectly. You know I like I like the uh, the you know only good commies a day commie to be honest with you. Yeah, that one is good. That one's a good. That was a picture of him actually laying on his deathbed. And, yeah. Uh, they tracked yeah. him down. Uh, Delta Force actually helped with that. Yep. Yeah. And the CIA was a uh, Cuban, Cuban born. You know, he was the son of a Cuban born. I guess his uncle was murdered by Ernesto Guevara. And he yeah. did not want Ernesto to die. He, he did not want the, he, the CIA yeah, he pissed off. the death of, you know, the killing of Ernesto Guevara. They actually wanted him to, to, to attend the tribunals and be tried in you know an actual military court um that way he would not be romanticized that way he would not have been a martyr because they yeah. knew if they killed him he would become a martyr and that's exactly what happened you know the Bolivian, yeah. the Bolivian government uh wanted him dead and that was it yeah i read a good book by the, the guy you're talking about the cuban boy can't i can't recall his name but he wrote a book about uh, I think it was like Hunting Che, I believe it was. Right. And it was a really, really good book. Uh, and uh, yeah, Hunting Che, that's what it's called. Yeah, that's uh, what it's called. Hunting Che, how the, how the U.S. Special Forces team helped capture their world's most famous revolutionary. And you're, you're right. He, he didn't want them to die. That was uh, where he was caught in Bolivia. That was their decision to actually do um, to kill him. But yeah, so he didn't want him to die. Um, they wanted to stand trial and they wanted to make it a show trial. That's why they kind of wanted him to live. It wasn't because, Hey, it's right to take him alive. It was, we want to put him on stage for the crimes that not only he committed, but Cuba committed. And he committed crimes not only in South America and Central America, but in also Africa too. He was not a good dude. No, he wasn't. He was racist too. You know, he thought uh, black people as ignorant animals that uh, all they wanted to do is spend their money on wasteful things. You know, um, 
Yeah, he hate he 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 despised Mexicans. But he here's the thing about the culture. You have to understand. See, I'm a Cuban. I understand Hispanic culture. I understand, you know, the Puerto Ricans, the Dominicans, the Mexicans. You know, we we understand one another. Uh, we know a lot about each other's culture because we're Hispanic. So it's kind of like um, you know, the British and the and the Australians and, and the Americans, you know, you kind of you know, you kind of know a little bit about each other. Um, Argentinians, for the most part, are very, very discriminated against darker colors, darker skins, even their own native Indians. So Ernesto Guevara, it, it was an Argentinian. And that that usually I have not met an Argentinian that is not some form of racist to a certain kind of group. Um, you know, so it, it, it's part of the it's part of the culture, I guess you would say. Yeah, uh, it's, it's very, very interesting. Now, you've started a t-shirt shop, but before we get into that, because everyone knows you from Uncle Sam's Misguided Children, you were a Marine. You joined the Marines, um, and you are also a legal immigrant. Uh, walk me through why you joined the Marines, and from like your immigration point to joining the Marines. Is your patriotism... Did you get that when you first got here or was that grown over time? Well, when I when I was born and uh, I realized, you know, early in early ages that my family was um, being targeted because we were coming to America. Um, I started to romanticize about the United States of America and what it will be like to live here. You know, I watched the Wild Western movies in Cuba and, you know, the, the Star Wars, I was big on Star Wars. I love Star Wars. You know, Michael Jackson, all these great music, you know, music singers of the time. Uh, and, uh, you know, I started romanticizing on that. But also, my uncle, I come at early age and he had joined the Marine Corps. I sent pictures of himself back to back to Cuba, back to the family. So I've seen pictures of him wearing the Marine Corps Blues uniform. It's an awesome uh, uniform. Huh? It's like yeah. an off-looking uniform. Yeah, yeah. He was, you know, it was a book. He was a bookend picture, but he still looked, you know, pretty badass. Now, now the uh, legend, well, not the legend, but, but Cubans believe that it, to join the Marine Corps, you have to kill one of your siblings, you know, uh, to become a Marine. <laughs> so that's that's the kind of thought that the communist government will teach in our schools system, indoctrinating our, you know, the Cuban kids to make them believe that American. Uh, military will have to kill one of their siblings to join the military. But anyways, besides the point, uh, in 1988, we were given the opportunity to to finally legally leave the country. And as uh, we were attending the American embassy, filling up our, our paperwork, there was a United States Marine veteran, United States Marine uh, standing in front of the, the doors of the American embassy with an M16 uh, in his dress blues. And I looked at my father and I said to him, you know, that you know, when we get to the United States, will will I will I also become a United States Marine? And my dad looked at me and said, you know, when you get to the United States, you can be whatever you want to be. Yeah, that that is awesome. Um, I think a lot of people who are born in the United States have this. Uh, I I don't know how to how to describe it, but they have this. Uh, way to them that they don't realize how much freedom that we have in the country. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we, you know, we, 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 when people don't know what oppression, what real oppression is like, 
when people don't know what real tyranny is like, it's hard to compare what your freedoms are like, right? It's not, it's hard to compare, you know, what is your uh, living living qualities, your lifestyle qualities that you have today. How 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 would you know? How would you know what's hard harder than or uh, worse than if you have never experienced it? So it's really difficult from that point of view. And and we have done a you know the American uh, educational system, a- academia has done a poor job explaining what communism is, what socialism is, how many people have died through communism, but they have done a job explaining, you know, teaching fascism, you know, and they have put fascism uh, next to uh, alt-right or, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the right wing, so to speak. Um, But we could, we could definitely go into depth with that, you know I mean? To very much detail, but that's, that's because our biggest problem right there is that, you know, uh, a lot of young people like, for the last 30 years or three generations have a really uh, ignorant or I would say, uh, you know, poor misconception of what communism or socialism is really like. I mean, we actually have actors who have gone to Venezuela and have defended Hugo Chavez dictatorship. You know what I mean? Uh, also in Cuba, Michael Moore went to Cuba and talked about how great Cuba is, uh, and the propaganda tools. Uh, communism have killed over 100 million people. If you look at, like, Mao, his Great Leap Forward, where he starved his people, or the, or the Red Terror in Russia, where they killed everyone off. Uh, Stalin, you know, communism isn't, isn't that good um, at all. That's why I like a lot of your sites here, where, sorry, my phone started going off. Um, I, I like a lot of the shirts on your site because you take a hard stand against communism and and for things that a lot of other people wouldn't take a stand on because they would be worried that you know it's, they're going to get protested or can't, the cancel culture. Um, what made you decide that you wanted to go in that direction where you want to be like unapologetically American, unapologetically patriotic. Well, I, you know, I, I when I came in this country, it came in 1988. And, and in 1993, I joined the Marine Corps. I was only 17. I was the youngest, youngest Marine in the Marine Corps. So imagine, 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 you know, just imagine for a second, you're 13 years old, you come to America, you barely speak English, you graduate high school early, and you join the Marine Corps at 17 because you couldn't wait, you know. So I graduated high school early uh, because I couldn't wait to become a Marine. And 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 um and during that period, early nineties, the 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 what I remember as America was very apologetic. Americans were very apologetic in those days, and I loved every minute of it. Um, you know, very much uh, shoot from the from the hip kind of people, uh, especially if you knew people from New York. I mean, we actually had the stereotypes of people from different different places. I don't know if you if you remember watching some of the comedians in those days, like Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy was very non-politically correct. Eddie Murphy could not get away with one of his stand-up comedy shows today. All right, and that's a fact. For some of the yeah. things he said about the LGBT community or you know or different things. I don't know if you see some of his stand-up Eddie, shows, but Eddie but Murphy 
Yeah, right. yeah. You know, th- that he would have been canceled. He would have been canceled, right? So, um, you know, uh, you know, he, he it was a different. That's that's the kind of era that I grew up in my teenage years. I joined the Marine Corps. The Marine Corps is very non-apologetic in those days. Uh, very non-politically correct. We did not have open uh, an open society when it came to the LGBTQ. We still had the don't ask, don't tell. Um, and we knew, here's the thing, we knew individuals who were homosexuals or whatever, and we still respected them. So this idea that we we would disrespect her or nothing, I, bu- I literally bunked bed with a roommate who was a homosexual, and we got along just fine. I knew he was gay. Nobody cared. Nobody, nobody give a damn about it. You know what I'm saying? So, but you know, they pushed that idea, you know, once, you know, later on, but anyways, going back to that, very non-apologetic, um, you know, uh, two like crew came out. I mean, different rappers. I don't know if you remember when rap industry, uh, start popping off, you know, the Lange mob, uh, uh, you know, Wu-Tang Clan, all these different groups, you know, right. Um, you know, very, very, a lot of profanity in those days, right. Very, very in your face kind of. Uh, language. Um, so that's that's what I remember about being American. And nobody got offended about nothing. You know, Art. we have a movie called White Man Can't Jump. You know, do you remember that? White Man Can't Jump? I and mean, we had different movies popping up left and right that were that were in today's climate will not show up on TV. It's, so even if you were offended, you didn't say, I want this person gone. Right. Right. You know, and, and, and um, you know, and, and here's a beautiful thing, too, man. You know, a lot, a lot of the late, a lot of the rap because I, I, I really love I love music. I love all kinds of music. I love rap. I love rock and roll. I love classic rock. I love country music. I love all music, man. I'm a very music type person, man. I don't know if it's my Cuban culture, but I just love music. Right. So in those days, you know, hip hop rap was, um, you know, uh, you actually can understand what they were saying. Right. And second, they didn't use a lot of the N word. You know, they were not very much used of the N word every five sentence, the N word. Um, so so it was just a different climate, man. And I don't know where how did we went from here to there. But uh, I wish I could turn back to time and say, you know, let, let, let's go back to this era. You know, this is a, this is a cool era. You know, everybody got along and everybody, you know, we still had the uh, Rodney King ride. We had problems in America, you know. We're not perfect. That's the thing that a lot of people think. We, you know, America's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But if you travel the world, you see the rest of the world. We 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 done a damn really good job of taking care of one another. And that the the time that you see the true colors of the American uh, spirit is when we get into a challenge or into a problem. You know, like a hurricane or a tornado or something drastic. That's when you see the true color of the American fabric coming together as a unit. You know, black, white, Hispanic, those doesn't matter. Everybody comes together and help one another. It doesn't care what your religion is, who where you come from, right? Yeah. September twelfth, uh, two thousand one. Yep. Uh, the day after nine eleven, everyone was together and everyone oh. came together. It, it seems like we come so far from from there that now everyone's just at each other's throats all the time. Yeah, um, the media. I mean, the media, the propaganda. You know, you 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 inject enough uh, uh, device and 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 just you know propaganda and lies and fake news enough to 
you know, uh, you you re-educate uh, three generations through academia, uh, make them believe that they, that America is evil, that you know they hate, they need to hate themselves, that all the symbols that make America great, like our our, our national anthem and the American flag, are evil, right? So when you have three generations hating themselves, what do you expect? You know. It doesn't matter what you tell them. It doesn't matter what good we have done as a nation. They are so, they hate themselves so much. They're willing to destroy it all. You know? Yeah. I want to play a little bit of a video here just to get your opinion on. Uh, are, are you familiar with a guy named uh, Bersky? Uh, sorry, uh, Yuri, but Mintzloff. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. Well, I'm, 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 the KGB, uh, yep. The KGB guy. Uh, if you don't know the videos on there, so we're not going to play the video. If you know what it is, he talked about that. We talked about three three generations mm -hmm. that you would have to brainwash three generations, yep. um, and control three generations. Uh, he did three different steps, and one of the steps was that. That was actually the first step. Yep. And if you look at it, you know they don't teach civics in school anymore. Nope. You have stuff like March for Our Lives out there. Uh, there's like a couple of students, a couple of players ran out into the field. One had a like like uh, a thin blue line flag, you know, American flag, and one had uh, a thin red line for the fire department. They did that because of it was the game after 9/11, so they wanted to. You know, honor the fallen officers, right? Firefighters. Those students have now been suspended, right? Because they offended people with right. the American flag, mm -hmm. and the school doing that and not teaching civics and the march for our lives. I I look at what he was saying, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, mm -hmm. but I think he was dead on at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's. See, but we have failed where we have failed. And this is why it's going to continue. It's going to continue worse because we have failed um, punishing those who break their oath to the Constitution. You know, so individuals that are allowed to suppress freedom of speech, you know, let other people have their freedom of speech and then suppress others. Okay. We have let, let them do that. Okay. Through academia, through the, in our military in various forms, uh, you know, in sports, in uh, music, you name it, right? Um, when we have let, and even even in our own societies, even even in protest, we have seen this where you know one side is allowed to do whatever they want, and the other side is ha has to play by the rules, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we have allowed to to do that. You know, we have not used some of our agencies that defend the, our constitutional rights to punish those oath breakers, whether it's police officers, whether it's professors, whether it's politicians, mayors, governors, etc. We actually have laws in place to protect us and to stand by our constitutional rights. But we haven't, we haven't done so. You know, Donald Trump has uh, the power of, I think, uh, a, a agency that is, Stand for those rights. It's like the civil, civil liberty. Uh, 
a department. I'm not sure uh, exactly civil what it rights, is. Uh, huh? Civil uh, rights, right? Yeah, yeah. FBI yeah. civil rights. Yeah, he has an agency. You know what I'm talking about. He has yeah. an agency. He 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 can he can therefore um put the agency to work on our behalf and defend and and, and start going after uh punishing those that are that break their oath. Yeah, I want to. We were texting back and forth the other day, and one of the things we were texting about was uh, uh, something helicopter rides. Yeah, uh, which I think was kind of funny. So I'm going to bring this up. Let's see if I can bring it up. See, no, it didn't work there. Uh, so we both have shirts of helicopter rides where they threw communists out of helicopters, and uh, one of the shirts, my favorite shirt on your site. I'm trying to get it up here, but it's not working. We're, we're going to have to send you some shirts, brother. Yeah. yeah we're going to have to hook you up. We're going to have to send you a bunch of shirts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I love your shirts. I mean, you guys have some great right, shirts. We're going to have to you a bunch of shirts, and maybe you could give some shirts away in your giveaway or something. Oh, that, that, that would rock. But my favorite, my favorite shirt, one of the favorite shirts that you have. Ah, what the hell? Technical difficulties all today. I have no idea what's going on. I don't you think got the, you got the Pentagon NSA on you, man. Yeah, really. Here, here, let me. Uh, there I go. Yeah, there I go. This right here is is incredible. I love it. Free helicopter rides. Let me see if I can zoom in a little bit on this, so I can so I can see what you guys. It's like one of the things that I love. Antifa removal surface of my service. Because uh, I don't know if you know, but I'm on the Antifa hit list. Yeah, uh, I guess me and you are both are on the Antifa hit list. Yeah, they, 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 they have a list. And they're like, yeah. this guy's a fascist. I'm like, I'm not a fascist. What are you talking about? But they put me on their hit list. Uh, and so and during the 2A rally, they were down there at Richmond. So I went and found them. Uh, the people, the, the exact people that put me on the hit list. And for some reason, they didn't want to talk to me. It might have been because I was heavily armed with four other heavily armed people. <laughs> but they didn't want to answer my question like, uh, oh, we don't know. We don't know why you're on that list. This <laughs> is kind of funny. So yeah. I love your anti-Antifa shirts. Let's get into the website, man. How did you decide to do a website and, and sell T-shirts? Well, um. You know, first I started with, um, I just wanted to listen in 2009 when I saw, uh, the growing, um, the growing support for communism and I I'm seeing the true colors of the democratic party when I'm seeing campaign offices with the flags of Ernesto Guevara in their offices and communist symbols. I realized then that we had a problem. And had it's not an exaggeration. Uh, there was actually a video from, they were doing like a, uh, going through a Bernie Sanders campaign office and they had a big, huge picture of uh, Che like yep. in the actual office. Yeah. Yeah. So go yeah. Ahead. And this is back in 2009. This was not Bernie Sanders. This was for Obama. Yeah. Yeah. Research. And I found out there was a, that we have in America, right. A uh, actual nonprofit organization that takes donations from foreign governments and other entities uh, called the Communist Party of America. And I realized, and I find out the Communist Party of America had endorsed Barack Hussein Obama. 
So uh, at that point, man, um, th then I saw uh, some some story about some kids that these teachers had taken out of the class and uh, had made some type of song about Obama, and uh, and they were singing a song about Obama. I thought it's cool. Scary. Yeah, yeah, and that 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 gave me flashbacks of me living in communism and having to sing songs about Fidel Castro. So I right there, I was like, I got to do something. I got to share my experience. I got to let the people know. Now, one of the reasons I joined the Marine Corps, not only because I love the Marine Corps uniform and because my family members have been Marines themselves, is because the, the Marine Corps has a long history of fighting, fighting tyranny and oppressive systems, especially communism. Uh, we, you know, Chesty Puller, John Bassalone, you name some of the greatest heroes and legendary heroes. They don't teach that in schools. You know, you'll never find a school that, taught, that teach about our military heroes. What a school in America actually takes the time to teach about military, our military heroes. And we have a lot. We have a lot of military heroes who have done amazing things from all walks of life, all different types of religions. Some, you know, even atheist military heroes. So uh, we don't talk about them. We don't talk about some of their good deeds and, and what they have done to to award the Medal of Honor, et cetera. But anyways, besides, you know, going back to my topic, um, you know, uh, I, I, I'm once a Marine, always a Marine. So the Marine mentality in me kicked in and said, you know, I need to express my views. I need to share my message, but I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to create a platform or a page that I could do that. So I created Uncle Sam's Misguided Children. and um, when I created Uncle Sam has got a children as an ac acronym of the United States Marine Corps, that's actually a nickname derived by United States Marine Corps, you know, a nickname given to us by the media back in World War One, uh, the beginning of World War One, uh, when they call us, you know, children of Uncle Sam's or Uncle Sam's misguided children. And in those days, Actually, it was a compliment. You know, we actually, Marines took it as a compliment. All right, you know, we, we are a little little misguided. We're not like everybody else. Uh, it wasn't like misguided in a bad way. It was misguided more like, you know, we're, you know, we have to be a little bit misguided to be Marines, right? So um, so I took that acronym and I created a platform to share and, and not only share my experience, but educate, educate people about different things that our school system was lacking. And um, and this went viral, super viral in about three months, six months on Facebook. We, we went up to six hundred fourteen thousand followers. Um, so we'll get into Facebook and Instagram in a second. All right, all right. Oh, by the way, the Rogue Banshee says that we don't teach. We program. That's right. Uh, do you mind if we show the, the video, just a little clip of the video of the kids? Because yeah. I don't. People, a lot of people saw Father, that. I'm, I'm just here. I'm just here to to be a fly on the wall. <laughs> no, man, you, you're the star of the show. Oh man, yeah, it's your show, bro. You're doing a great job. I love it. If you, if you look at this, watch this. Wait, just turn the volume up here. Obama's gonna change it. Obama's gonna leave. This is scary. It's scary, man. Change it. This is like stuff you see in like North Korea or communist China. I don't want to play too much of that. It'll get me too upset. 
but yeah, even that stuff that you were seeing, like North, uh, like North Korea or communist China or right. any of these places. Uh, so go ahead with your story. I just wanted people to know what you're referencing. Right. But see, that's that's a problem right there. There's two problems we 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 deal with this with this message. There's two points that I like to add into your show right now because there are two points that we struggle with to actually tell the truth about. The one point is that fascism and communism is the same thing. They're both part of the left line, not part of the right line, part of the left. And and how is that? How is that tank? How, how you know, you asked me that question, you know, well, how could you I could how could you say that, right? Well, fascism, fascism, right, is national socialism. Yeah. It's still a socialist. You know, they 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 control government controls everything, controls company, corporations, you know, education, uh, healthcare, et cetera, et cetera. Socialism, yeah, right? Yeah, Go ahead. Uh, the fascism formed in communism formed basically. Uh, there was the uh, Italian Socialist Party. Right. Uh, Mussolini was involved then, and everyone else was involved then. Uh, there was a split, and out of the split, you got the Italian communist and the Italian fascist, which mm-hmm. Mussolini was. Uh, and the whole thing of left and right wing was uh, a guy writing in the paper about the split said that they are the left and right wing of the Italian Socialist Party. That's how they became left and right wing. And right. it looks like people just forgot about the second part, where it says of the Socialist Party. Right, right, right. So, so, so we 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 are we are stuck in time, not able to really show history and really really explain. Like, look, look at the policies. If this is right wing, right? If you say this is right wing, then how come? National socialism stands for this and this and this and this. Look at the policies, right? Right. The longer you, the farther you go right, the more freedom you want. The far right to me is pure anarchy. That is far right to me. Okay. Far left to me is what we're going to right now. Fascism, you know, uh, you know, uh, intimidation, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, um, you know, lack of freedom of speech. Uh, you know, the uh, government take take over of your uh, property, et cetera, et cetera. So we we are stuck in time, John. We're stuck in time in that. The second one where we have a problems in America is the so-called switch. So when you explain that and you get over that bump, then you go back into, well, there was a switch, you know, there was a Republicans, the Republicans choose the Democrats again. Once again, let's talk about policies. Right, the great myth. change. Right, go ahead. The great myth. Right, right. So those are the two ones, man. That the Democrats or the media, the media, Facebook, social media, everything in general. Even if you go to Google and search these items, you're not going to get the truth. And whoever is searching these items with an open mind, as a young person who's trying to educate themselves, if they go into a Google swamp of 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 fake history or lies they're going to get the wrong answer and, and they're going to believe that answer because it's google because it's this what they're they're thinking that it should be correct 
And and that's a problem, and that's a, that's a huge problem we have. Yeah, we're letting these huge companies control what we think. Okay, I'm gonna bring up a shirt, and I know it's kind of a might be a little <laughs> a floor spot for you right now. It is for me at least, so I'm sure it's gonna be for you. And here it is. <laughs> you need that one, man. You definitely need that one. Yeah, well, I got the Facebook death sentence. In orange. I, I need to say you that one in orange. So, you know, you look good on it. Yeah, I got the Facebook death sentence. Um, and you got the Instagram death sentence. I got it all. I got Facebook too, man. I can't I log into Facebook either. So. Yeah, uh, there's some movement on that. Um, our, our friend Rob has been was working on something all day today. So that's all I'm going to say. You, you yeah. can read between the lines on that. People don't know who Rob is out there, but I'm sure you'll find out soon. <laughs> yeah, we we have a we you know the the social media these these look these um, giants uh, have been taken over by departments of people that support communist communist ideals, and they have no idea what they're talking about. This, this is what we're talking about three generations, right? So you got these young, vibrant, really smart, uh, you know, uh, you know, digital era, you know. Young people, I worked that, at Facebook. Yeah, they, they believe in their mindset that socialism and communism has not been tried. That they should give it another try, another role. You know, well, what uh, they always say is, real communism has never been tried. Right, like, because no one because they can't get to real communism before. <laughs> right, communism. You know, like uh, the um, uh, the uh, socialist manifesto, uh, Karl Marx actually wrote a uh, sci-fi book. He actually wrote a, this book should be in the sci-fi section. It, it, it's really just a, you know, uh, you know, what do you call it? A, um, you know, sci-fi book, you know, fantasy, a fantasy. It is really a fantasy book for, you know, for young kids or whatever, you know, it's, it shouldn't be a, a used as a, as a real ideology. And the reason what, and the reason being and we have heard this before. I'm sure you have heard this before, John, is because humans like to own things. And humans like imagine to own things that. that they work hard for, you know? Yeah, imagine that. It's in the it's really funny how there's people over there that says, You need to give up your money and give it to me. Because if you don't, you're greedy. And right. I'm thinking about who who's the greedy one? It's like, hey, this is mine, so you know, I will I will give it out as I please. Or the person who says, "You have that, I want that. You have to give it to me. You have no choice." Who's right? It, how do how do we get to the point where the guy who just wants to keep what he what he's earned is the greedy one, and the person that wants to take what that guy earned with no work is the one who's the you know who's generous i don't get it right yeah it's it's obvious and and people who believe this you know actually you know like my question to them is like there's nowhere in communism that tells you that greed will be abolished there's nowhere in communism that will tell you that corruption will be removed you know communism doesn't tell you that it doesn't it doesn't guarantee you any of that. So humans will still be greedy. Humans will still be corrupt in one way or form. And 
as long as they have the power of communism, they control your assets, they control, you know, your your guns, your way to uh, fight back, et cetera, et cetera. They they own everything. You know, they, they have all the control over you um, because you gave it to them. Yeah, it's, it's it's really sad. And I I when I when I worked at Facebook, I tried to teach teach these kids and tell these kids about it, but it was like they don't want to hear it. They know better than you. They know what real communism is, and real communism hasn't been tried, and all this other stuff. And it's like it it has been tried over and over and over again, and it always fails. It's like. It's what is the definition of insanity? Doing something over and over again that in the same way and expecting a different result. And I I don't know. And I think it has a lot to do with the education system. We keep on going back to the education system, but it cannot be said uh, enough. Like the top educators in the country are all controlled by a group called BAM by any means necessary, which yep. is basically the, uh, it's like a Soros front group that funds like all these Antifa groups. Right. And I, I don't, I don't know what the solution is. How do we get people out of there? Um, I think school vouchers and homeschooling is one way getting them get kids into the private school. Cause I think the public school is just a like a pit. And that's why I send my kids to private school because public schools are just like a pet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Let me tell you a little bit about Cuba, man. I still got family there. When I was growing up in Cuba, man, um, you know, my mom, my dad would have to leave. My dad was going to be a doctor and my dad was about to graduate medical school. And uh, when he was about to graduate medical school, he's, he's last week of uh, medical school. Uh, he had to write a letter to somebody outside the country. So my dad, being so naive, he wrote a letter to his sister in New York because we have family here that had come in early stages. And he wrote a, a letter to my to my aunt, telling him, uh, telling her how how bad the country was, how um you know the 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 life uh, qualities of, of of Cuba under communism was like. The letter went to the principal. As soon as it happened. My dad was taken out of school and was beaten just like, you know, Lynch. He was Lynch. He was he was he was uh, his clothes was taken off his body. Uh, he was uh, almost put on uh, on, a, on a tree, almost almost hung. Uh, they they put him in the back of the car uh, bleeding. You know, they they're beat him up with bats, whatever. And they drove him around the city of Santiago, Cuba, with a sign on him, calling him gusano and traitor. My grandmother, every weekend, will have. She would come to, to bring him food, and she she stopped by the uh, bus station. She found him naked, uh, almost you know almost dead in, in in the bus station in um one of the bleachers. Uh, so that that was my my father's story behind that. But uh, so my father lost his opportunities in in having a, a career in Cuba at the time, being that he wanted to come to America, and then um and then so. The only jobs he could get was the worst jobs available. So he would have to leave for six months of construction. My mom was left at home with me and my little sister, and we had no food. And I'm telling you, we had no food. We had no food. The refrigerator was completely empty. And my mom, you know, to, to put us to sleep because we, we, we were hungry, she would put a glass of sugar. That was my dinner, a glass with sugar to, uh, to close the appetite. And then in the morning... You know, we didn't have nothing to eat either. 
she will give us coffee. Think about this. You are, you're an eight-year-old child, seven-year-old child, drinking espresso coffee early in the morning, and that was your breakfast because it suppresses your appetite. So, I mean, those are the life, those are the expectancies of Cuba today. And now you can't even find coffee in Cuba. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, right now in Cuba, things are so bad that oh, the government God, they're so is, good. Yeah, the government the, the the food scarce in Cuba is so bad that the government is enticing people that if you give um blood, if you get a pint or two pints of blood, they'll give you one pound of meat, one pound of beef. All right. See, see, Cuba still has some of the best doctors and some of the best hospitals. That's why people talk about it. And a lot of tourists go to Cuba to get me medical, you know, uh, you know, they gave plastic surgeries, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And they, they pay good money for it. Um, but guess yeah, they don't realize that the yeah. normal Cubans don't get the same. Nope. 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 You know, so so that blood that they are taking away from the Cubans, they're giving it to the tourists, you know, for their surgery, you know, or whatever they may need. Uh, it's pretty sad, man. The hospitals have no infrastructure, no air conditioning. Uh, you know, there's there's flies. If you go to a hospital in Cuba, you're going to die. There's 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 no, uh, you know, uh, you know, there, there's there, there's it's not it's not clean, man. There's no clean water running. No, no, no water clean. Uh, running anything is sterile, you know, it's, it's pretty much a, a death sentence. You know, you're, you're going to die. If you get cancer in Cuba, you're going to die. There's, there's no, there's no medicine, et cetera. My mom has to go every year to take um, aspirin and, and just, just medication over the counter that we get. And this is a beautiful thing about capitalism, John, John, you can go, you right now, you can walk outside your home and go to a CVS pharmacy. You could go to all these different pharmacies that are literally like minutes away from your house. You can go to all these fast food places that are minutes away from your house. You have all these, you know, just bountiful things, you know, ice cream, right? You think about ice cream. How many flavors of ice cream can you go to the grocery store and name? Can you actually name every single company that creates ice cream in America? Only in America, only capitalism, you know? Yeah, capitalism has raised more people out of poverty than any other thing on the planet. And uh, for them to want to kill, like these, these groups that want to kill capitalism, um, it's just mind-boggling to me. It, it's just uh, the level of air. It, they have like an uh, air of arrogance to them when they speak. Like they know better than you. Uh, I've had uh, Dr. Miguel Faria on here, and him and his family escaped from Cuba. And uh, he wrote a couple books. Uh, one of his books is about his escape from Cuba. It's very, it's very, very interesting. Um, his mom and dad were um, they were when the old Cuban government got overthrown. You had the communists, and then you had the anti-communists who wanted the dictator to get out of office. Well, when the when they won, the communists started taking out the anti-communists. So he and his dad got chased, and they had to like hide in houses and everything and escape from Cuba. Um, one of the things that I always like to say is, if communism is so great, then why do all these communist countries uh, 
force their their citizens to stay and won't let them leave. You know, right? It's just right. Right. Or or John, why why so many people from communist countries risk their lives in charcoal-fisted water or thousands of thousands of miles away to come to United States of America? Not India, not a not other places in the world, but the United States of America, not Mexico, you know what I mean, not Canada, the United States of America. They're willing to Pack themselves like sardines inside of one of these big, huge containers with months and months on sea with nothing but crackers, a little bit of water, and hopefully they make it. And they pay like $30,000 to $50,000 per head to come to the United States of America from communist countries. I don't see I don't see Americans doing that. I don't see anybody in America. I don't see anybody, any Antifa member, any Black Lives Matter member, Jumping it into shark infested water to to escape to Cuba. Not a single one of them is doing that. No, you're exactly right. And if you look at Venezuela, they're eating damn zoo animals. Yeah. Now there's there's no zoo animals left, John. They're all gone. <laughs> they're all gone now, man. <laughs> they ate them all. It's all gone, man. Yeah, it, it, it's scary. And you have like people like Sean Penn who was praising Hugo Chavez and Maduro. And, 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 and in the same time, there's the citizens of Cuba are suffering, and not Cuba, of Venezuela are suffering. And it's just like, uh, I, I don't know. No uh, water. Think about it no water. They're literally drinking sewer water, man. They were drinking kids. Picking up sewer water from the street, man, to drink and to bath. Um, eating from a garbage truck, bro. Like you talking about hunger, you know? Like you uh, people, and that's why I, I made sure the other day I put a tweet out and I said, if you're a fat person, if you're a fat person, right, and you love food, you should not be supporting socialism or communism in any shape or form, okay? Because you're not gonna have not fast food stuff, you know. When it happens. So, you know, that's what I said, you know, because I, I love food. Like, I love food, man. You know, I, I love I love food. That's one of my biggest things. I, I love food. And and I love my refrigerator to have. I have two refrigerators, my own. And, and I have to have uh, always packed with meat, always packed with ice cream, always packed with daily stuff. I just love having so much quality of food, man. So much better quality of life than living in any socialist nation any communist nation and even if you're poor here's the thing here's the thing about this country even if you're poor like like the other day this weekend we were in north carolina we stopped by mcdonald's mcdonald's at six o'clock in the morning they uh right before open this black lady came to my my truck and she asked me hey i'm not asking you for money but you can, can you buy me some food and I say, hell yeah, I'll buy you some food, you know. And right there, man, I, I got her like two, two, uh, you know, um, what do you call uh, the the little, you know, sandwich meal, sandwich meals. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I, and I yeah, yeah, and and I and I did more for Black Lives Matter that morning that Black Lives Matter has ever done for their entire, uh, you know, uh, community since they have since they have started, but. That's the beauty of capitalism, man, that you have all these 
you know, gateways and, and be able to help other people because you have the, you know, the, the finances and the ability to do so. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it is. Being a, uh, a capitalist doesn't mean that you're cold hearted and, right. and you're not going to give money or whatever. Uh, it's, I should choose who gets the money. I should be able to look at the organizations and say, Hey, I think I should donate to them. Doesn't mean right. you're not going to donate. It means that you want control over who gets the money that you do donate. Right. And if you look at the studies, um, Republicans, they did a study where they showed yep. like how much Republicans donate versus Democrats. And Republicans actually donated uh, like twice as much as yep. Democrats, which I think is funny. And they and they call us greedy and call yeah. conservative and libertarians greedy. It's right. not greedy. It's a you know we just want to be able to control who gets our money. And right. It, uh, I mean, I don't know, man. It's just uh, I think we're on the same page with a lot of this stuff. And I sense that you're as frustrated with people as I am. I am. I am. I'm very frustrated with. You know, I'm, 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 I'm frustrated, but at the same time, you know, I, I know what's coming, man. I've been preaching this for a long time and, you know, enjoy what we got while we have it. But eventually the the, the pedal tool has to tip, you know, there the, the has to something to give away. We have three generations of people that want to destroy this country and they're go- they're not going to stop. You know, nothing's going to stop them from doing so no actual no facts no 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 better education they have already gone to that place where there's there's no coming back man you know how, how do you change the mind of a communist how do you change the mind you can't man they give them a helicopter ride right free helicopter rides bro you know only good commies are dead commie bro yeah better better dead than red Better red, better red. Imagine, imagine the sacrifice. Imagine all of our veterans that fought communists worldwide. You know, our national cemeteries are filled with the bodies of veterans who have fought communism. Imagine what would they say today? Yeah, they communism couldn't win from the outside, so it's trying to win from the inside. Yep. Um, Chris Shoemaker uh, says we should start a GoFundMe for all the people who. Uh, who don't like America and move them to a communist country, then Pastor says you are spot on. Uh, a lot of people are agreeing with us. Yeah, John, check this out. And for your listeners as well, I had a great idea not too long ago about a re- real cool reality TV show. And I said to myself, I said, look, man, I put down a million dollars, right? A million dollar winner, right? To send a group of Antifas to Venezuela. But here's the deal, right? Here's the deal. Right. Or Cuba, you know, pick pick your socialist country, North Korea, Cuba or Venezuela. OK, the winner gets a million dollars. Reality TV. OK, pay-per-view. Everybody gets to see this whole show every single week. So you take this group of Antifa communists, communists that support communism in America and you take away their passport. You say, look, you know, we take your naturalization. We take your citizenship. We take your passport and we dump you in one of these countries. All right. You have till this day, you have three months to escape and come back to the United States of America. And if you do so, you win a million dollars. Okay, you got three months, three months to get ahead on the dash 
and come back to America. You might like it there. You might decide, you know what? I really like communism. I'm going to stay here because I love it so much. But we'll give you the exit strategy. We tell you three months. Now, here's, here's, the, here, here's the rule. You cannot ask anybody in America to help you. You got to do it yourself. Okay? So no, no external uh, help from outsiders. Okay? You have to leave the country, escape on your own means. And good luck. You know? Wish you good luck. And, and I said, close your back, no money, no nothing. Just you close your back and I wish you the best and see what happens. I guarantee you that if they're not in jail, in prison in the first week or dead by the first week, you know, it, it's a miracle. I guarantee you in, in, in 30 days, they're literally begging, begging to come back to America. You know, yeah, the, the people in the chat, they all like your idea. Yeah, freaking China still has concentration camps. Yep. Yep. China has concentration camps. North Korea has concentration camps. Cuba has concentration camps. Venezuela has concentration camps. You know? So. Yeah, they call them re education camps, but they're, they're concentration camps. Yeah, they, they have them both. They, they have the, the, the ones that they kill people in, and then have the, you know, re education camps as well. Yeah. You know? In fact, the Disney movie Mulan was filmed right outside a concentration camp. You can actually see it in the movie, part of the concentration camp. And in the credits, they actually thank the concentration camp for their help. And it's like, dude, you just thank the concentration camp. So there's like this uh, big uh, backlash against Disney. But I think in this case, I'm not really for backlashes, but if you film a movie at a concentration camp or near a concentration camp, and then you think of it in the credits, you're just pure effing evil. Yeah. No, you know, that's another thing we have a problem in America, you know, with this, you know, after the three generations is the Chinese government has too much control of if a lot of our corporations and just a lot of power, you know, and, you know, between corporations, the sports, et cetera, et cetera. We gave them too much, and you know now they have come knocking. Now they're like they're coming to pay that to to get that debt paid. Um, that's how. That's why you have sports supporting Marxism. That's why you have all these commercials and advertisements for Marxism supported by some of these corporations because they have a lot of money invested in China, and China makes the last call. You know, so and, you know. Uh, you know, it is it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, it is. All right, man. Well, it's been an hour. Uh, I'm gonna give my plugs, and I'm like, let you give out the your plugs, and your and you get the final word. Uh, subscribe and comment uh, for a chance to win. This is the Man X10 Elite. This is I don't know, man. Uh, Tank, if you ever want to improve shooting, this is what to do it with. It's like the Tesla of. Uh, of gun stuff. Uh, basically, it you put it on your gun and it monitors all your movements like ten thousand times a second and gives real, you feedback real. right to your phone. It yeah, you it helped you, you become a better shooter tremendously. Everyone that I know that's used this, and I'm not saying this. I'm kind of, I've used it before. They be, before they gave me this to give away. Right. I've been using for this stuff for like four years now. It's ever since real. the first Amanda's came out and. Uh, yeah, they have a, a something called a Blackbeard, which actually goes in your AR. So oh. it helps you dry fire your AR, and uh, it resets the trigger and everything. So, really? 
especially with ammo shortages, when you dry fire your AR, it uh it it has like a little laser, so it works for the program. So you set up the target and you can dry fire your AR, a little laser goes, it resets the trigger so you don't have to come off the trigger to uh to charge charge the gun or anything like that, but the gun and the battery gets automatically there and it just uh it's it's, it's an awesome thing. Uh, very, so, very cool, man. Like, I'd like to see a video of that and you know, do you have any type of content? Make sure you send it to me so I'll be able to, to check it out. And I also want to invite you to my podcast. So you have oh, yeah. I, I really is an honor yeah. being part of your podcast, man. We hooked up to one of our contacts on Facebook, but you know, I, I can't say that you know I've had a lot of fun and really enjoy, you know, your uh your you know, just just your friendship and, and this type of relationship we're having right now. Oh yeah. Oh, by the way, the 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 complaint. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Is 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 getting filed? <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. So um, also, I just want to say, uh, if you go to Black Swan Tactical and use code uh, Crumpy, you get ten percent off. Um, and my website's Crumpy.com. You can find all my stuff there. Uh, and I am going to give you the final and last word. Oh, yeah, by the way, visit my Patreon at patreon.com slash John Crump. All the funds from the Super Chats, the Patreon, the sales on Black Swan Tactical, all that stuff goes to my niece who is suffering from DIPG, which is a former childhood brain cancer. And it's a very, very expensive thing. Uh, through my book sales and everything else, we were able to raise enough money to get her a puppy. That's what she's always wanted. That was her make a wish. The puppy. So we got our own puppy, and uh, it, it's it's kind of expensive for her treatments. But with the help of the two A community, we've been doing great at helping them out. Um, but yeah, all right, you're up. All right. Well, thank you, John. I really appreciate you, man, having you in your, sh in your show. Uh, guys, you know, just uh, visit UncleSamIsGotAChildren.com. Uh, we do have a blog. We've been around for quite some time. We do have a columnist manager. When John is done with this uh, great podcast, uh, hopefully he'll send me the link to it, and we'll have him interview with our columnist manager to write an article and to push it through our following on social media, Facebook, etc. You can follow me right now on Instagram, Uncle Sam's Nation. Uncle Sam's Nation on Instagram for right now. That's pretty much where I'm at for the moment. And um, and also Twitter, Uncle Sam's Nation as well as on Twitter. Uh, but, yeah, just go to Uncle Sam's Got a Children.com, and uh, you can type the news section, read some of the articles, the box that we write about. And also we have Uncle Sam's Got a Children YouTube podcast. Yeah. Um, the link is actually in the, um, is in the email I sent you earlier. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you have all that. All right, guys. Um, I don't think I have a show tomorrow scheduled because I got like a meeting, a Boy Scout meeting for my son. I thought it was today, so I wore this. Then I realized it was Tuesday instead of Wednesday. <laughs> Tuesday, man. Taco yeah. Tuesday. Don't mess Taco with Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, hey, I definitely don't. I definitely won't. Uh, come down here. Bro, you got to come down here and shoot with us, man. You got to come down here with a bunch of rednecks out here in the swamp. Oh, man. I, dude, uh, this morning... Uh, my local, they have a gummy infection called Sterling Arsenal. Uh, they called up and they got, oh, we, we're rebuilding from Crinks, uh, fully automatic. You want to come shoot it with us? I was like, I'll be over in a second. <laughs> oh, I'm over there shooting machine guns today. Uh, I was like, damn, don't don't say, hey, do you want to come shoot machine guns? The answer is always yes. That's right. Pew, oh, pew, man. pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Yeah, I'd definitely come down and shoot with you guys. All yeah, right, guys. Have fun. 
I'll see you later. I'm going to drop the video and we are out.